Oh. Oh, shoot. Love you guys. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, LKN. Justin Kazepis. 706. Has anybody seen Bill the Buffer? I can't find him anywhere. I don't I don't I don't know what's going on. It's it's bad to leave me to my own devices. You guys think I'm wild whenever whenever Bill's here. Here's the problem. You leave me in a room by myself? Lord knows what's gonna happen. I mean, because he's he's the buffer. Bill the buffer is, is is the reason is the reason why it's so calm here most of the days. You think you think it's me pulling back? No, 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 no. It's it's see, Bill the buffer. He he's the producer here at Studio C, and and he has this direct connection into my brainicles, and and it and it happens via the headphones, so he can be outside of the studio, and talk to me. You guys can't hear that. It's like a little voice inside my head. And say, whoa, 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 rein it in, Justin, rein it in. But he's not here right now. And, and, so, and so now it's just anybody's guess as to what's going to happen today. We're excited because we're going to have Josh from Josh's Farmer's Market from Mooresville. Been by the market before. Well, which location, I, you know. But we're going to have Josh in the studio. We called Josh. I've seen some stuff online. I said, let's have a conversation. I'm looking forward to it. I did tell him, here, here's the one rule. If you're going to step in my house, you got to bring two pieces of fruit. Two pieces of produce. One for Bill, one for me. Now, Bill's not here right now. We'll see if Bill makes it on time for when Josh gets here. Because I might have two pieces of produce myself. Maybe I should have specified like a particular piece of produce. Like what if he brings me like an eggplant? Like, I don't, you don't want to offend the guy who owns the farmer's market. Like, ah, I was really hoping for some strawberries. But then, like, what if he brings just, like, one grape and, like, puts it in front of me? Is that, you know, okay, all right, I get it. It's so good, you have to go to the market to check it out. So joshesfarmersmarket.com, you can check him out. Uh, I, I see. This is what happens when Bill's gone. I I didn't even set the day up right. Hold on one second. Wait, 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 wait. Ah. Rocking the black powder coffee. Uh, in the black powder mug. Yeah, got it yesterday. Went by, saw Melissa and her team. Got a tour of the facility of Black Powder Coffee. Wow, it's in Mooresville. It's off 150, which is exit 36. So I was heading north because I was coming from Cornelius. So I hop on 28. I go north. I get to exit 36. I make a left. You make a left at the Chick-fil-A, like, which is just like the next stoplight after the bridge. And down in the business park there on your left side, you'll find black powder coffee. I was wondering what it was going to be like when I went in there. She was like, we're going to be roasting. We're going to be roasting. I'm like, well, it's 104 heat index outside. Everybody's roasting today. She meant roasting the beans. And so Ben Daniels and I, we went in our senior director of sensory, all five senses. We have five senses, right? Yeah. 
Okay, okay, five senses. They were all tingling, like Spider-Man. And we got to tour the facility. The real deal, they roast their own, their own beans. Did you know coffee beans are green before you roast them? Learn something new. All the flavors. She had this nitro cold brew, too, canned, ready to go. Ready to rock. Delicious. Black powder coffee is the coffee I drink. I'm, I'm a fan of the Southern Pecan. Pecan, yes, you can. She's got these cinnamon roll flavors because I drink it black. I, I don't put anything in it. I don't cut it. I stopped cutting it years ago. That's not true. I've actually only drank it black my whole life. Every time I get my hands on Demi's, uh, you know, Frappar, Frappare latte, I, 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 I immediately spit it out. It's not black. I don't want it. So I was able to take the tour of Black Powder Coffee, experience a lot of the flavor and fusion that makes my brain tingle in such ways that only so many can make happen, including my wife. And uh, it was delicious. And so I snagged me a mug in there. So uh, thank you, Melissa. Thank you to the wonderful team at Black Powder Coffee. And I'm going to uh, reset the room. Ah, I got a note that got slipped to my desk. Uh, you know, typically Pat Shannon handles the birthdays. 9 to 11, Monday through Friday, the home ad show. The show that if you got to buy something, sell something, swap something, trade something, you found something, you got a yard sale. You got an event. You got a birthday. You got an anniversary. Pat Shannon on the Home Ad Show. That's who you call. But there is a special birthday. Uh, Lake Norman Charter, they, they, today is their first day with all the kids. 20 youngins per class running around like a bunch of chickens with their heads cut off. And Miss Cindy Tilly, she is the TA, which I believe um, stands for Tornado Assistant. She, she is, it's her birthday today. And so we're going to say a special happy birthday from the Good Morning LKN fam to you, Miss Cindy Tilly. Happy 21st birthday. Hope you enjoy it. Hope you keep the kids in line. Uh, praying for all the teachers. We love our teachers. I don't say that just because I'm married to one. I say that because I believe in education and I believe in what y'all do. Um, so happy birthday. Have a, have a slice of cake. Maybe go by Cheesecake Factory in Burkdale, which opened yesterday for the first time. Get you a slice. It's not free. I'm not giving it to you. But I'd say go, up, go by and have a slice for the experience. Because it's good. Oh, it's delicious. It is delicious. There are so many different types of cheesecakes, though. It's hard to uh, pick. You know, maybe you get the little sampler. Maybe you start with a little Oreo. Work your way around to some raspberry. You ever had blueberry cheesecake? What about chocolate caramel crunch? Is that even a real flavor? I'll let you find out. So Cheesecake Factory going on in Burkdale. From what I saw online, looked like it was an instant success. I thought there was going to be so many cars and so many vehicles that no building was ever going to get built again in Huntersville because of all the traffic. That's just instant one stop. Nope. Too good of a business, no more cars. I mean, it's a really good business. It's a really good restaurant. The menu impresses me. That's the thing about when I, when I have a dining experience. What, what is the menu like? How is it organized? How many types of dishes do they have? Is there enough for my children on this menu? 
typically the number one question. And Cheesecake Factory's menu is extensive. How they keep their inventory, I don't know. But they do a good job at it. And so pretty cool that we've got a Cheesecake Factory now in Huntersville, in Burkdale. Impressive. Congrats to the North American Properties team for getting that worked out, working through it. And the uh, building looks great. I think the inside looks great. Peeked my head around them privacy blinders the other day when we were taking a walk through B-Dale. And uh, congratulations to them. Again, we're going to have Josh from Josh's Farmer's Market on. Uh, he's going to be here at about 7.30. We'll keep him uh, hopefully from 7.30 to 8. Going to try a little bit of produce this morning. Let's see what all the hype's about. Let's find out. I hear there's something going on with Josh's Farmer's Market. I don't live in Mooresville, but, you know, I, I venture there quite frequently. Quite frequently. Always good to have a farmer's market. Typically, my farmer in my life is Bill Russell, uh, the president of the Lake Norman Chamber. He's got a farm down in York County, usually is my source for all things goodies. But looking forward to expanding. I don't discriminate. Willing to try multiple farmers and their markets. Let's see. Let's see if he brings top shelf produce in. I don't know. 844-STUDIO-4. If you call, I can't guarantee anybody's going to get on the air today because Bill the Buffer is yet to be seen. If you see him driving on the road, tell him to get to work. Who's that community counter girl? Good morning, OKN. Justin Gazeppa, 718. Just a man alone with his thoughts in the room by himself. Because has anybody seen Bill the Buffer? You know what? I think I know what happened. Oh my gosh. Oh, I'm so sorry, Bill. Indicted. That's what happened. He must have got indicted. Oh, that's what we were talking about it too much yesterday. We were opening the doors in the investigative journalism and we went, we took it too far. Now I've got to make calls. Maybe I got to call Sheriff Darren Campbell, see what happened to him. Maybe he's on the streets. You know, sometimes we make choices and we end up in places we don't want to be. It's hot outside yesterday. 104 heat index. I thought about what if, what if you saw me walking around and I'm that guy that just has the spray fan. No matter where I'm at, I'm in the middle of Target. I'm right in the home decor section looking at all the trinkets. Just take out the little squeegee fan right to the face. You partaking? You going to join in with me? You going to ask for a little spritz? Or do you go about your business? Me personally? <clears throat> Sorry, I got to clear my throat. Wait, actually, I know what will help. <sighs> got to love that black powder coffee. Got to love that. It's a good little flavor. I got to find out what being uh, Demi grinded this week. I, uh, I love the Southern pecan. Uh, fan of the cinnamon roll. I got to find out which one she's grinding this week. I've got to find it out. I found out about pea berries. Do you know about pea berries and coffee? Well, supposedly it's like when, when these group of beans get together and then they kick the third one out and they say, we don't like you. But then that third one actually has deliciousness attached. And it's called pea berry. So there you go. There's a life lesson in that. There's actually some lessons that you can learn from that. You get kicked out of your friend circle. Don't be upset. You probably have the secret sauce inside of you. And you can just be. We all have the secret sauce inside of us. And it's a glorious thing. Now, normally right now in the day, 
is when you would be hearing the word of the day, which is where Bill the Buffer gives me a word and I've got to guess the definition. Here's the problem, though. Bill's not here. Again, has anybody seen Bill? Somebody needs to find him. He's wildly on the street somewhere. Nobody knows. I have no doubt he is probably punching the gas a little bit too hard. Slow it back, Bill. You'll be okay. You'll be okay. I'd rather, I'd rather you get here than not. Safety first, second to none. I never, I never as a kid, I, I heard that saying. One of, my, one of my friends back in the day, his dad used to say that. And he would say, someone's calling on the phone. I'm just letting you guys know. Somebody's calling the phone right now. If you're calling, I appreciate it. I can't answer it. I can't get up and I can't go answer the phone. That Bill the Buffer seat is empty right now. I wish I was kidding. And I appreciate you calling. I really appreciate you calling. Uh, it, Josh, if it's you from the farmer's market, I'm, I'm going to get you from the hallway here soon, man. I'm sorry. So we'll find out who called. Maybe it's Hope. Hope, if it's you, we appreciate you. Maybe it's somebody else out there who says, you know what, Justin? I found Bill, and he's not coming back. He's decided to move on to greener pastures. He took a gig, uh, he took a gig with Justin Dion and Know the Scene crew, and now he is going to be a ticket counter guy at the next local venue. Did you listen to Know the Scene last night? Four o'clock on Tuesdays is when that show is. Four to five, Know the Scene, hosted by Justin Dion, uh, the executive director of Kane Center for the Arts. He had Lost Worlds Brewing in here yesterday. They were popping bottles. I turn on my radio. I'm going to pick up my younglings, and I hear them popping bottles in here. Not even 5 o'clock, and all of a sudden, they're getting rowdy. And, and I, I didn't know what to do. Didn't know what to do because I didn't have anything on me to, to enjoy. Oh, I had my water. I did have my water. and I, So I sipped on my water as they were sipping something else. And I came in the studio this morning. There's stickers left everywhere. Lost Worlds Brewing. Heard about them expanding. Like they're going to Charlotte or something too now. They got multiple locations they're working on. And you can just walk on these greenways. See, that's what you really want to do, right? You want to you work up a really good sweat and then get you a really hoppy beer. And then so you can just vomit it. And then you can just keep going. And then you can just keep walking. And then you just drink another one. And then just, it's a cycle. It's a cycle. And that's how, that's how we sustain. That's exactly how we sustain. So, uh, again, 844-STUDIO-4. Would love if you called. I can't answer the phone right now. Though. Bill the Buffer's on his way. He's going he's gonna to be here soon. And when he gets here, we're going to ask some questions. We're going to find out, hey, what happened? Was it the alarm? Was it you? I almost hit, I, I, it's dangerous on the snooze button, right? Because, you know, it goes off. You hit it a couple times. And then you get to that point like, okay, I'm going to get up. Let me hit the stop instead of snooze this time. You ever do this? You hit stop instead of snooze. Well, when you hit stop, that means that your alarm is under the impression you are awake, that you no longer need its assistance. Not true most of the time. Still need it. So I hit the stop this morning. Thankfully, Demi was already awake. And so after that, I then proceeded to almost fall asleep again. I'm guessing that's probably very similar to what happened to Bill this morning. I think we found him. Bill the Buffer is in the building. Bill, how are we doing? 
Hey, now. You look great. Come on. <laughs> Give him the bullpen, baby. WSICnews.com, all the social platforms. You made it. Man. Somebody called. Don't know if it was Josh from Josh's Farmer's Market looking for the spot or not. I'm just throwing uh, that out there to you. Didn't uh, see many cars in the parking lot. Okay. Well, that's a positive. Yeah. Uh, so I just want to let you know the phone did ring. And uh, I'm, you'll I, talk to me after the show. Yeah, we'll, we'll have a conversation <laughs> about it. Uh, yeah. So, uh, welcome. Yeah, thank you. I was Good explaining morning. that for most people right now, they would be normally hearing the word of the day, which is where you give me a word and I have to guess the definition. But I felt like it would have been cheating if I would have looked up the word myself and given it to myself and then had this bit of my alter ego trying to guess the definition. I just don't think it would have worked out as nicely. I got the word of the day for you. You already have it. I got the word of the day. Do you want to fire? Go ahead. out. Wait, no. Let's. What's next, Bill? Let's. Let's just do this. You know what I mean? Like, hey, it's it's Wednesday, by the way. We made it to Wednesday. Most of us did. Oh, and everybody's heard about the bird. It's time for the word of the day. What's the word? Today's word of the day is enconium. 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 Yes, it is E N C O N, excuse me, O M I U M. So was it an N or an M? E N C O M I U M. Okay. Enconium. What type of word is it? You know, because I don't have my graphic I normally have right now. It is a noun. It's a noun. So it's a person, place, or a thing. Enconium. May I have it in a sentence, please, sir? Encomium. 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 Encominomium? Encomium. Encomium. Noun. Noun. Upon achieving EGOT status, the actor was deservedly showered with encomiums from across the entertainment world. Uh, praise, uh, love, support. Uh, Actually, you crushed it with the word praise. Boom. Wow. Is that the definition? Is to praise? Encomium refers to an expression of glowing and warmly enthusiastic praise. Encomium. So, Bill, I would like to shower you with encomium for arriving <laughs> the way that you did this morning. Uh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I am the last person who deserves any encomium well, on radio. Describe for us as you, you realized you woke up late and you had to get out of the house as quickly as you could. What was going through your mind? All right, here's how exactly how it went down. Okay. It is about 545, mm -hmm. and I open my eyes, no alarm. Boom. I'm thinking... Golden. Blessed, right? I go back to look at the clock. It is now 6.55. <laughs> and I yeah. am still in bed. Yeah. Um, and what happened in that hour is where the real mystery starts, right? So um, I'm not exactly sure what happened there. It just went dark, and then all of a sudden there was I'm talking light. I blinked, dude. I blinked. <laughs> this is what I was saying. You hit the snooze button on the alarm, 
right? You hit it once, but you didn't even have an alarm. No, I just woke up. All natural. Bright eyed. Bright eyed, yeah. Do ready, you set an alarm or no? You you live on the edge and you don't even set an alarm. I usually actually set like a timer down sleeping. A timer? Yeah. Like eight hours, like timer down? Oh yeah. Really? Yes. Why why such a method? I feel like sometimes I've set the alarm and the alarm has not got gone off. Okay, before. so you trust the timer more than the alarm. I trust the timer more. Wow. Yeah. Do you have like what's the tone that goes off when the when the when the timer goes? Is it just like the? That is the one. That's just wake up. No, indicted. It's <laughs> <laughs> completely. You are not. You were sleeping. It was peaceful. Welcome to the world. Right. Welcome. It's gonna be a good day. Well, it is going to be a good day. We've got Josh from Josh's Farmer's Market. That's Hopefully, true. I may have scared him away. I, I I apologize, Bill. I told everyone that if they think I was wild before when you were here, it only gets worse when you're not here. And so I, I may have scared him away, made a couple of fruit jokes that may have gone too far. And uh, But he says he was going to bring some produce. Maybe it's eggplant. Maybe it's something else. Uh, we don't know. But uh, Josh will be here shortly. So you're listening to Good Morning LKN, 844-STUDIO-4. If you want to be part of the conversation, we welcome it. Good Morning LKN. Justin Kazepis, 7.35. We're in it. Josh is in the building. Come on in, Josh. Come on in, sir. Welcome to the show. How you doing, man? Good morning. Come on, have a seat. Sit on down. Here's some headphones for you. Thanks for coming. We appreciate you. How was the drive down from Mooresville? Hey, it was slow. Slow, huh? Yeah. I took that HOV lane. Oh, the HOV lane, yeah. Well, you got to have three people to have, make it free. Otherwise, you know, you're paying for oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. You frequent Cornelius uh, a lot? or We go south quite a bit. Okay. Matter of fact, um, we were scheduled to go south today to load watermelons. Yeah. But I think I'm getting detoured to Goldsboro down east. Okay. So. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I didn't, I, we had not met before. We've never met. Awesome. And, uh, you know, based on online and all this stuff, I didn't know how to picture you. I'd never seen you before. I didn't know if I expected, like, a big giant to come in here, <laughs> like this big burly tomato, like, watermelon-carrying guy or or what. But you seem like a nice guy. Yeah, well, I try to be. Yeah. I try to be. It's, it's um, you know, I, I've done this uh, my whole life, and so I still look at myself as being halfway young, but I'm sure. 43 now. Yeah. So you don't know. look a day over 30, I man. No, I feel it. I can yeah. promise you that. What do you love about like doing a farmer's market? Man, that's pretty specific and pretty niche. What's like your passion for it? You know, it started a long time back, and it's always been a passion of mine, although we didn't really take it seriously until about 07, 08. But the, I guess the biggest thing is it, it, people are happy when they come in there. They want to be in there, and they make a they make a, a point to come see us. And very rarely do we ever have anybody come in that's in a ill mood or doesn't want to be there. So sure. you know you're 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 providing a service. It's a unique service, extremely unique in this day and age. Everything is really a sort of a box store idea now. Yeah, and uh, there's reasons for that because we're not very efficient with what we do, um, and we don't do things the easy way. So. There's very few people that want to do what we do, but um, it's just getting to know the customers. I, I've got folks that actually have been buying from us for 
uh, 20 plus years. 20 plus years. 20 plus years. So it's almost like an extended family. Yeah. I'd say so. Like how much variety of market do you guys have? Like can I buy like, you do a lot of seafood. We do. Do you have that out at the farmer's market? Like people can come to Ice Bins and get some seafood or what? Friday, Saturday, and Sundays. We go to the coast. My brother-in-law Garrett goes to the coast Friday mornings. He's typically gone on by 3, 3.30. And we load down in uh, Surf City, North Carolina. Yeah. We load there first. Run up to Sneeds Ferry. We have two to three different uh, either um, crabbers and shrimpers that we load off of. And then occasionally we'll have to run back down to Wilmington and load down there. So it's it's an all-day deal. You get back late Thursday afternoons, sometimes Thursday night. And then we actually pack pre-orders Thursday night. I don't know how sustainable this is because it does wear you out. Oh, my gosh. Especially Garrett being gone all day. It's a four-hour drive but, to the beach. And then not to mention, you're talking about not just one beach. You're talking you guys are going up yeah, and down the coast. up and down the coast. So, but, you know, in order to keep it fresh, that's why we do that. We could haul it on Wednesday and get it back, and, but it's a day older. Yeah. And seafood is one of those deals you really can't cheat. No. Uh, it tells on you if it's not fresh. So, <laughs> do you like seafood? Like, do you eat seafood oh, yourself? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. What's yeah. your favorite kind of seafood? I was raised on flounder. Okay. Uh, we have we have a family house down in Outer Banks, southern part of Outer Banks. So I've, I've been going down since I was in diapers and could remember. We catch our own flounder and um, puppy drum, that kind of stuff. So, but what we sell the most of here and what people really like are your grilling fish, your your fair island salmon, your grouper, your tuna, your halibut. And I'll eat that too. Yeah. So and my my it's much my oldest boy Luke. He doesn't he doesn't care what it is as long as it's seafood he'll eat it. So f- through COVID and supply chain prices, <clears throat> all of that, what's that been like for you guys as a farmers market? Well, that's that's been the the hardest part, I guess, since all since I've done what we've done is is getting used to the price points. You know, we don't shop prices; we shop quality. And whereas we don't have the buying power that these big chains do. And we're not buying the same stuff these chains do. You know, we, we buy from, well, talking about seafood, the crabber that we buy from, he doesn't sell to any box stores. And all of my farmers that we buy from, they don't they don't sell to box stores. So we're providing uh, an item that is fresher and it's better than what you can get in chain stores, but it's not going to be cheaper. And unfortunately, that's just the, the thing of it. Back in 20, we, were, uh, we had to implement a, a drive-through because folks were just, they didn't want to go inside a building. They were scared to have, you know, human contact. And so we had to overnight figure out how to make this work. We opened a month early. You know, my staff got it together. They did an unbelievable job. And we said, well, let's just put a drive-thru in. Mm. Well, we started fielding 100-plus orders a day through that drive-thru, and we were not equipped to handle that. So luckily, the college kids got sent home. So we, we were very fortunate. We hired about eight or nine really good college girls. They were sharp. And we put them in the drive-thru, and they worked it seven day a week. Mm-hmm. And we had folks driving from Tiga K, Fort Mill, folks driving from Boone, Blowing Rock, uh, Greensboro, to come through that drive-thru. And they would, you know, hold their signs up with their last name. They would have their order placed per- ahead. They would pay ahead. They pop their trunk, and we hit them down the road. Well, seafood was one of those deals that the price points jumped tremendously in the spring of twenty. I'm sorry, spring of twenty-one is when it happened. And, I, you know, I thought to myself, oh, this is going to be the end of us because, you know, here we are trying to stay under $30 a pound for scallops now mm. you know, for North Carolina. Group. Your cost or selling? That's our, that would be what we'd be yeah. selling it at because yeah. the price point jumped to what we were selling it at. Yeah. And uh, But it's, 
you know, I, folks get accustomed to it, and I think they they've come to expect it now with the price points on, on certain items. And luckily, we have a clientele that that buys quality over price. And you know, not everybody's going to shop with us, but we have a we have a great following. They're loyal to us, and you know, we're very fortunate for that. Now, I see on your website it says Josh's Farmers <laughs> Market since 1990. I was born in 1990, so have you? You were what, like 10 in 1990? Yes, sir. So is that when you started a farmers market when you were 10 years old? That's when we started, 1990. How did Um, it start? So we spent the summers with my grandparents there on Williamson Road, and um, my step grandfather had cantaloupe patch across the road, so he asked us, "Do y'all want to sell cantaloupes?" And I was all for it. And my brother was seven at the time; it was three year difference. And so we'd spend the summers there. My mother and father drop us off like six a.m. on during during the summer, and uh, my great grandma would would have breakfast ready. We'd play baseball in the shade trees, and we'd wait on customers. We started with two wheelbarrows and cantaloupes. We'd pull cantaloupes every morning, walk them across the road. Uh, so Fidelity Bank sits where the cantaloupe patch was, and we'd sell cantaloupes. So we only were open. You know, uh, we never had set hours, obviously. We were 10 and 7, and very rarely do we have shoes on. But <laughs> we would start uh, in the mornings, and, you know, we'd sell them cantaloupes, 75 cents a piece. And, and that's what it started with was cantaloupes. That that was the that's start. That's how it started. And I loved it. I yeah. immediately, because I got to talk to people. Yeah. And I got to meet people. And um, it was, you know, I guess it was um, 1993 maybe. It was my third year doing it, and I met some folks that lived down. They lived. They actually have recently moved, but they had just moved into the area, and uh, she made the front page of the Mooresville Tribune, black and white still at that time. Yeah. And uh, kind of find out, I ended up going to school with her boy the entire way through school, but she had just moved into the area, and that's how I got to meet them. Small world. So. And, and and do you think as Mooresville continues to grow and change, because you've seen a lot of the change, right? You've been here for forever. Yeah. And as it continues to change, as a business owner, do you see this as a positive or a negative, the growth that's occurring throughout Mooresville? It, it is a double-edged sword, obviously. It's, it's, it's Obviously, it's beneficial for us if you run a business in Mooresville. But at the same time, as it does get busier, the roads get more jammed up. And so it's all about convenience then. And will folks fight traffic to get to you or will they fight lines to get to you? So, I mean, I've had people that, you know, on Saturdays during our busy season, uh, I will find bags laying on our shelves and it's folks that don't want to wait in line. So, Mm. you know, you don't ever want to see that. Even if we've got five registers going, we still can't get them through. And that's just because of the influx of people and the the size of the location that we have right now. So, but it's definitely a double-edged sword. It's, It's I understand growth. Growth's hard to stop from a uh, municipality standpoint, but um, it it definitely um, you know it, it's it's definitely one of those deals where it's I've always heard uh, if a town's not growing, it's dying. Mm-hmm. That's what I've heard. Yes, sir. But I think there's um, you know there's probably ways to do it a little more effectively or efficiently, uh, but. Luckily, I stay out of government, so I don't have to mess with that. <laughs> I like throwing stones from the sidelines, so it's pretty good. No. We're talking with Josh of Josh's Farmer's Market. Josh'sFarmer'sMarket.com. They are located in Mooresville. We're going to stick with you, Digital Fam, through this radio break. Radio Fam will rejoin shortly. Good morning, LKN 844-STUDIO-4 if you want to be part of the conversation. Josh, you've already had a couple calls before you even got here, man. <laughs> 
All right, so we're still with our digital fam on uh, Facebook, um, YouTube, Twitter, LinkedIn. We do video stream of everything we do. So you have been on video this whole time too, by the way. I don't know if I told you about that. Yeah. So, uh, okay, so give me the background, man. What happened with like the town of Mooresville? I see these social media posts. G- give me the background on what happened. I don't really know. Oh, man, I don't know. I don't know where to start. So back, back in 2019, uh, I was approached by a DOT rep saying they were going to widen the road. And, and um, where was this at? Like this where? was at our original site, which was one eight one eight nine Williamson. Okay, so at my grandparents' property. Yes, sir. And we had paid rent there for fifteen years plus, and uh, we'd always planned on building there, developing that. Well, my grandmother passed in sixteen, so that sort of went through. Uh, that fell by the wayside with her. I just didn't realize it at the time. So we knew we had to tear down because of the DOT right away purchase, and they were going to take the front two sheds of our market. And so, you know, I knew we were going to tear down. So we approached the town about tearing down, moving back, demoing the house, building it back, putting it back up, and then doing the electrical to code. And they told us, no, we couldn't do that. We had to build a permit. And uh, so fortunately, because of COVID, everything was delayed. So we were able to finish out, pretty much finish out the 20 season there. Well, DOT come through. They bought the right-of-ways. We had to pay rent, actually, for three months just to stay on their property, the mm. DOT right-of-way property. So we closed down in December of um, 20, mm-hmm. and the YMCA uh, took us in. They actually, they, um, Ashley Morgan approached me, and I initially told her it wouldn't work, not enough parking. Yeah. But she convinced me to try it, <laughs> and it was, a, it was a blessing for us. So it was a great you know, year, three-quarters that we were there. Um. But in uh, the town had told me we had to had to build permanently, and that was fine. We had outgrew our model. So we, we went under contract with some land back in uh, October of 20. We closed on the land. Didn't close on the land until 21. Um, but at the time, they give us, uh, the town said, we'll give you a year to operate wherever you go, and that'll give you time to build. Well, I thought that would be great. Well, I was really naive on how long it takes permitting and everything. Sure. No clue. Yeah. And it's two-year build time now from oh, yeah. permitting to build. Oh, yeah. In, in Mooresville especially. Oh, yeah. So we opened at the Y in um, April 15th of 21. Okay. And now, Let's pause on that story real quick because we're going to rejoin with our radio family real quick, and then we'll pick up where we left off on that. I'll okay. try to summarize it if I now, miss anything. Now, more stimulating talk for Lake Norman Statesville with Justin Kazepis. It's Good Morning LKN on the new 105.9 100.7 WSIC. Good Morning LKN. Justin Kazepis. 748. What's up, Mama Dukes? Mama Dukes in the studio popping off my mom. Hey, Mom. How you doing? Did you want to come on the radio? No? <laughs> and she said no. Are you sure? I love you, Mom. That's my mom. Josh got to be you got to be my mom. That's cool. Hey, we're hanging out with Josh of Josh's Farmers Market here uh, in Studio C in Cornelius. Thanks for coming down from Mooresville. We appreciate it. Thanks for having uh, me. As the areas change, right? We were talking about growth a little bit, and then for our uh, digital fam exclusive, we started getting into the story of Josh's Farmers Market and and, and what kind of went down. And you were you were telling us, okay, DOT comes in with this right away expansion. You guys are trying to work at your existing property on Williamson Road. Okay, now you've got a you've come to find out you've got to build permanent structure. And then the Y took you guys in basically, right? Like a like a lost puppy in the in the street. <laughs> they they, they, they took you in, in. <laughs> and they wanted to help the community. And so and you're part of the community. So pick up then where we left off with that. Okay, you guys get work with the YMCA to stay open. <clears throat> so we opened April fifth. 15th to 21, I had no expectations, honestly. I didn't know what to think. We were in two or three blocks off the main highway. 
And immediately, it's like we never shut down. It's like we'd been there forever. Uh, people, especially my weekends, were just unbelievable. Um, we had actually had adequate parking for the first time ever, and uh, they just flocked in there. And it was a great partnership between the two of us. It really was because their customers shopped with us. Our customers uh, had people that joined the, the Y that didn't know it was back there. I mean, it's still hard to believe that folks didn't know the Y was back there, but I heard that quite a bit. So we were there for the year 21. Well, we had been con- we contacted Morton Builders back in late 20, knew what we needed. And we went on a contract with the parcel of land on Williamson and um, designed a building, wrote a six-figure check on December 9th of 20. We was ready to go. You remember that day. Oh, you man, remember yeah. that yeah, I remember day. it because they had a 15% increase on the 10th. <laughs> so they, they did me a favor by letting me know this. That's right. So they locked me in. They put me on a build, per, uh, build schedule of April, May. They're, again, pretty naive on how the permitting works for the town. So... Um, 21 rolls around, quarter one to 21 rolls around. We're trying to get permitted. We're trying to get the, the preliminary stuff done to start permitting. And we immediately ran into easement issues with DOT. DOT mm-hmm. said, well, we're going to give you a right in, right out. That's it. And we can't give you access to the Sundown Road, which is a stoplight right mm-hmm. adjacent to us, mm-hmm. which would have been perfect. Mm-hmm. And so that immediately threw some wrench into plans. So, But we kept on going with it, trying to figure out how to, how to get an engineer and architect was working on it. And... Um, we decided, well, hey, well, there's a medical center that sits right beside us there at the parcel we bought. So we'll do a shared entrance with them. That'll give us a full access movement because it's there. DOT can, can't, um, they can't put any stipulations on an existing entrance. And we'll have interconnectivity between the two parcels. So it worked out great. So we talked, uh, called Mr. Paul Terriot with uh, Lake Norman Regional, COO, and he said, yep. He said, I think we'd be good for it, but I got to get it in front of my uh, CEO. So they drew it up um, and was rolling pretty good with it. Still, I uh, still think we were going to start in May, which would never would have happened anyway. And the town said, hey, you got to do a traffic study. That was in uh, late March. And none of us had expected a traffic study because we were a 20-year business moving 8.8 miles on the same road mm-hmm. that already had designs for road improvements. And um, so my architect and engineer sort of argued it best they could. And they said, nah, we got to do it. Well, the downside of that wasn't the cost of the TIA. It was twelve grand. The downside was, at the time, the town did not allow simultaneous permitting. Mm-hmm. So we had a year to operate at the YMCA. They come in and say, you have to do a TIA. The TIA started in June, and it lasted six and a half months. Yeah. So right off the bat, I lost six and a half months of my 12-month window the town had given me. And um, all permitting stopped. We were just sat on our hands waiting on this TIA to come back. And it's coming out of COVID. Government was really slow. TIA took six and a half months. So the DOT signed off on it in January of 22. They finally signed off on it. We started back on the um, negotiations with Lake Norman Regional. But at that time, between the TIA start and then they had decided they were going to sell the parcel. Mm. So they listed the parcel in 22. Ouch. They never got back to us on the shared entrance. So we were sort of dead in the water. Uh, so we, we got ready to open up at the Y in 22, and I made a couple of Facebook posts announcing it. And then I get an email. Actually, I get a phone call from Miss Ashley at the Y. We're coming back from the coast on a Thursday. And she says, uh, the town says you can't open here this year. And I said, well, I haven't resubmitted a new permit, but it doesn't run out till March 31st. I'm going to do that. She said, no. She said, they said you can't operate here at all. 
And uh, so I immediately the next morning went downtown, and they said, yeah, you're not able to operate there. You only had a year. And I said, well, yeah, but I had a seven-month traffic study that y'all forced on us. He said, yeah. He said, but that's irrelevant. And I said, no, it is relevant. It's seven months of my 12-month period. Right. I said, you got to work with me here. He said, no. Nah. I said, that's, our hands are tied. So um, we ended up um, – they had, they had adopted a new ordinance in February of 22, and that new ordinance, um, what really, I guess what really started the whole battle was when I realized that they had included all the existing businesses that were inside of Morrisville. They either grandfathered them in or they, they were there. They didn't have to follow these new ordinances except us. And I really struggled with why did they exclude us when they included all the other existing businesses in Morrisville. And um, it it went around quite a bit. Um, luckily, you know, I think they had some pushback from some citizens when we first found out we may not get open. But at the end of the day, they decided to write us a 120-day permit, which they technically should have in the first place. They should have offered that from the beginning. They didn't because uh, that's part of their new ordinance. So and this they, was in 22. This was in 22. Yeah. So that allowed us the 120 days starting in uh, April when the – one-year permit ran out from 21. So they we operated like that, and um, the 120-day um, ended in, I guess it was the last of July, I believe. Okay. And um, the why, I had, they had town told us, they said, look, said, you have 120 days, but after that you'll be fined. And I thought, oh, Lord, I spent, you know, I told myself I spent $75,000 here because to set this, to, to, to prep this site after the TIA was enforced and we lost all that time. I said, because I knew it wasn't going to be a temporary fix at that time. So um, I said, um, you know, I'll stay and pay the fines. And I talked to the Y and the Y said, yeah, I said, we don't have a problem with it. As long as you pay the fines, we don't have a problem with it. So we got it in writing, you know, we put it in writing that I would take care of all fines. Yeah. And uh, because that was the, the option the town gave us. Yeah. It, you know, because at the same time, if I go to tear down there, I had already agreed to replace everything at the YMCA, everything we tore up, grounds and everything. Of course. We'd sign a waiver for that. And then I had also signed and said I'd take care of the, the penalties and the fines. And um, we thought we were good just to finish the year. Yeah. And um, when the town found out we were going to stay and pay the fines, they were just shell-shocked. Sure. And they decided then they started hinting around about doing eminent. Um, oh, is it? Uh, eminent domain? No, it's eminent um, junction, I believe it okay. is. It's where they get a court order to sure, shut you down. It says you can't do it anymore, yeah. in a junction. Yeah, so, um, you know, so I finally decided we had to hire an attorney because we had to appeal the town's decision. Okay. And uh, we hired an attorney and... I never forget. We were actually we took a late vacation that year. It was, it was in October because my boy played high school football, and he had a bye week, so we took off. And I get a phone call from my attorney and said, "You know, we've got to appeal this. If you're going to do it, the town had already told us we couldn't appeal it because we weren't the landowners." He said, "Well, we got to appeal this if we're going to do it." So we we had to take care of it right then to appeal it. He said, "One of the first things you need to do is just get a signed petition." He said, just let a petition at your market and let folks sign it just to show public support. Yeah. And I said, yeah, that's not a big deal. How many signatures? We got over 5,000. Nice. And we actually didn't push the issue after about a month. 
but we got 5,000 within a month. Wow. And, um, but you know, I didn't, didn't think a big deal of it. Sure. So you know, people petition governments all the time. All the time. And um, the town got wind of the petition, and they made a Facebook post on October 15th on their public platform. And that was a Saturday. And I had customers sending it to me because I didn't follow the town page. I had customers sending me screenshots of it. And I'm reading it, and I'm thinking, wow. I've never seen a municipality attack a small business. And before I even got in that morning, because I was hauling, Charlotte Observer was standing there. They had gotten it because the town had put it out on neighborhood app. Oh. They put it out on several different okay. platforms. And the Charlotte Observer rep, he, he, the news reporter, said the same thing. He said, man, I've been writing for the Observer 40 years. He said, I've never seen a municipality attack a YMCA or a small business. Mm. He said, this is unheard of. Mm. And um, he said, i got to find out what's going on. So um, luckily, the, one of the biggest... Uh, advocates of ours, and not initially, she was really uh, apprehensive about it, was the Morsel Scoop, and that's uh, Jamie Gatton. Mm. And she's an independent freelance writer. She used to write for the Tribune. But uh, a, a friend, a mutual friend of ours, uh, encouraged her to look into it. And she was. She she, she saw the, the post that the town made, and she immediately said, this is uncalled for. You know, you, you're not supposed to attack a small business on a government platform. And so she was going. She said she was going to hold them accountable no matter what. Well, um, one thing led to another. We spent a couple nights on the phone, three hours at a time, and uh, I told her, you know, from my side of things. And uh, she said, "Well, she said I'm going to go back to the town." She said, "I've got great friends down there." And she said, "We'll see if you're lying." And I said, "All right, fair enough." <laughs> and I wasn't worried about it. I just wanted to see if they were going to own up to it. And she come back. She said, "Yeah." She said, "I'll." I'll cover it. So where where do we stand today? Then we got about thirty seconds left. Where do we so stand today? We are um, we are at we are at six thirty Broadway School Road. Uh, that is a restaurant site, a future restaurant site, and um, so we're not going to be there much longer. Unfortunately, we're still trying to figure out where to go from there. We've got several commissioners that have really stepped up to um, show some support and try to figure out a way to make this work. Because at the end of the day, all of us want it to go away. I'm tired of living like sure. this. We're yeah. tired of working day to day. Yeah. And uh, we're still trying to get built at 408 Williamson. Okay. Uh, waiting on DOT to do some upgrades there. Okay. Well, we appreciate your time. Thanks for coming down and uh, appreciate you telling your story. Yes, sir. All Thank right. You. Josh of Josh's Farmer's Market. Josh'sFarmer'sMarket.com. Coming right back. Good morning, LKN. Justin Kazepis, 8.05, approaching 8.06 very quickly. So if you're late for work, I'll go ahead and apologize. Bill the Buffer was late for work today. <laughs> he overslept. and uh, But he made it, and he drove safely, and he made it here safely, and that's what we want. We want you to make it there safely. We've been sitting down with Josh of Josh's Farmer's Market. Josh, what's your last name? Graham. Josh Graham. Graham. Yes, I looked sir. that up. I looked it up on the Secretary of State's website, by the way. Uh, <laughs> as we were making your lower third for the video, I said, what is Josh's last name? I couldn't find it anywhere. Uh, so joshsfarmersmarket.com. Okay, so you were telling us uh, before we went to break into news for the top of the hour, you guys are kind of in this flux of looking for a new spot. We had a caller call in, Aaron. Shout out to Aaron, who was calling asking, she hears rumors you guys may be moving to Troutman. What's kind of the lay of the land right now for you? Well, we we have um, we have definitely considered that, and not necessarily a move, but like a second site. Multi-location. Yeah, you know, that's what we that's what we want to do in the in the end. We would uh, in a perfect world we would love to have one in Morse where we are, Troutman, 
And then honestly, I've wanted to go downtown for quite a while because we have a lot of clientele that drive over. Yeah. They avoid Saturdays on purpose because of crowds, but they come through the week. So I think it's only right to try to go to them and have a site. But and Morsel's definitely big enough to have multiple locations. So, sure. But Troutman is, um, you know, back in November of 22, after the town post, we actually had uh, the Troutman town manager reached out and said, hey, said, you know, Morsel don't have room for you, don't want you? He said, we'll take you here. Hmm. So they did adopt a new UDO also, but they do not have a farm market provision in it at the time. And they said that, you know, with the right support from the board, they could adopt one and make it work. But at the end of the day, I didn't want to bite off more than we could chew, and sure. I felt like it was irresponsible to not get our something worked out in the 117 where we have originated from yeah. before we go looking and trying to do multiple sites. Yeah. So I'm definitely Troutman is still on the, on the uh, horizon, I hope, and um, I think we can definitely make it work when the time's right. So in my negotiating skills right here, a peaceful resolution, what would that look like to you with the town of Mooresville? Is it just finding a place and you guys just go about your way now and there's no more beef or, or what, what, what in your mind is, would be peaceful resolution? Well, I think that if the town's sincere about wanting a permanent facility, if that's, that's their end goal, then obviously once we have that permanent facility, that'll work itself out. But uh, I can't, it's also irresponsible for me to just go find a piece of land somewhere that I don't like and don't and know that will not work and drop uh, you know, a million and a half, two million dollars. That's what it's going to take to develop something nowadays. And um, so and we strategically bought the land on Williamson. It's going to be a great location. But unfortunately, when we went on a contract in 20, DOT was scheduled for 21. When we closed on it in 21, DOT was scheduled for 22. Now they're scheduled for middle of 24. So that's out of my control. It's also out of the town's control. And so is it that you're waiting on, is it the whole secondary access road to the light is what is so the big hang up? Or? That's a big intersection. That's a big, um, it's a, um, what they're doing is they're shifting Sundown Road almost 200 foot. Mm -hmm. So Sundown Road, they're actually bringing to us, which is great for easements. It's going to have a full access movement, a stoplight entrance, which helps my older clientele, which really helps anybody right. with, the, with the way traffic is now. But that does not happen until they do the road widening. So we're, not only are we losing road in the frontage, we're losing um, about an acre, 1.1 acres. But the biggest thing is, is easement, is in the interim, if they're going to relegate me to a right-in, right-out, it doesn't work because infrastructure south of us does not allow for legal U-turns. And uh, town manager said, well, they can, you know, they can do turnarounds down below you. Well, they can until the shopping center and the... Um, uh, Harbor Cove, I believe it is, mm. decides they want to put signs up and says, no, you, no turnarounds. Mm. And that's what will happen. So 50% of my clientele come off Brawley. That's a peninsula. Mm -hmm. So if they come to me, they can get to me. If they leave, they got to go away. And it just doesn't work. Not not right there. And, uh, but it'll be a great location. We did make an offer on the Lions Club parcel. Oh. I actually made two offers. Oh. The second one was pretty substantial thanks to a, a private um, investor. Yeah. But uh, landowners were not interested. Interesting. And, uh, so, and I had a chance to buy that in twenty, and I didn't. So that was my that was my mess up. Well, we all have mistakes. I, I, you may not have heard. There's a couple of mistakes that's happened in my family before. Uh, come to find out, Josh, and, and, and so you and your situation can appreciate this. My great grandma, on my mom's side, was asked out on a date by the founder of Krispy Kreme <laughs> in high school. 
And she said no. She said no. She said no. But it gets worse, Josh. It gets worse. On my dad's side, my grandma, asked out by Tony Bennett on a date, said no. I've got two missed opportunities in my family that I don't know if I can recover from. Oh, my Lord. So we yeah, all have so. stories of that in our family. You're yep. not alone. So, But we love how, how, how community-driven you are. That's something that stands out to me because through COVID, there became this just national pendulum, right? Like everything went to this yep. national side of things. Let's look. And we were supposed to come together and unify and all this kind of stuff. Didn't happen. We know that. But now it's swinging so much back to the local market and to mm-hmm. the local people and the local community. And that's what you guys focus on is local. Now, let me ask you this. How far out do you go when you buy, besides the coast with the fish, obviously you got to go to the ocean and get fish. But as far as the rest of your produce and stuff, are you working with local farmers like actually to carry their produce? Oh, yeah. yeah, we do. We absolutely do. You know, with that, with that being said, though, the local farming scene is shrinking and a lot of the the small family farms are shrinking so we have growers that we buy from that we we know we call we text as far south as um well really as far south as uh south georgia and then we haul a lot of stuff out of the mountains you know we do a lot of consignment with some growers still um so and i've got a grower up in pennsylvania believe it or not and um that i call and text he tells me when he's gonna start pulling and when he's shipping so, you know, the networking is so important with what we do because we don't just push a button and the stuff gets delivered to us. Right. We source everything ourselves. We go look at it. Produce is a very uh, short shelf life option. So if you're, you don't load and you don't source the correct stuff, you know, for one, nobody's going to want it. And then two, you're going to have a very short time to get rid of it. So you know, we have to be real particular about that. And uh, But... Yeah, I've got growers, uh, local growers. A lot of them are residing in the Rowan County area, which is where I live now. Yeah. Uh, but China Grove, Woodleaf. And then we've got growers over in Lincoln County, uh, Catawba County. So, you know, those I consider local. Mountain grown, even though the North Carolina mountains, I don't really consider that immediate local. I label it as mountain grown. And we've got, oh, I've got about 12 growers up there that we buy off of twice a week. So, we, we try to keep it as local as possible because that's what makes us different than chain stores. And that's always in the back of my mind is how do we di- differentiate ourselves from chain stores. So I, I, there's, I'm going to choose violence for a moment here. There's a big debate in barbecue as far as who's got best barbecue. <laughs> oh, here we go. So for produce, who's got the best, you know, is it, is it can we just say Josh's Farmer's Market has the best produce because you guys put everybody together? But who, who, are, who are you going to that is the best produce? Oh, man, that's tough because uh, my growers in China Grove are, are really good. Um, several of them sell at the Davidson Market. Um, but we're selling their items. And there again, if we don't sell it, they have to ship it out of state or ship it somewhere because they grow more than what they can handle. Um, I do, I'm partial to the mountains. Okay. The only downside with the mountains is if they get a lot of rain, which they do this time of year. We have to really watch forecast and watch rain because rain ruins produce and it ruins the quality but 
Uh, I'm I'm partial to Eastern North Carolina also, so I've got my I've got my favorites. It depends on what time. Playing the political game now, Josh. (laughs) Playing the political game. Hard to narrow it down. More of a politician than you think you are, right there. (laughs) No, but one last question for you: Cantaloupe. You still eat it, or no? You had too much in your life. Oh no, I still eat it. Still eat the cantaloupes, and that's how it all started. And that's cool. It's cool. No, thank you for telling your story. Thanks for sticking around with us. An extra segment today, even too. weren't even Uh, expecting that. And thank you for having me. Thanks to our caller. Sorry we couldn't get you on the air. You're listening to Good Morning LKN. We've been talking with Josh of Josh's Farmer's Market, joshesfarmersmarket.com. Check them out. Freshest seafood in the game and the best produce. We're coming right back. Good morning, LKN. Justin Kazepis. It is now officially 818. You know what? I got I to gotta, I gotta serve somebody real quick. Bill Russell's on the phone. Put, put Bill Russell online. Bill, are you there? I'm here, Justin. Indicted. There you go. I just had to serve you with that real quick. I had to hit you with it. You deserve it. You deserve an indictment, sir. So I gave you one. Official, official good morning LKN indictment. You've had it. Happy Wednesday to you. Well, they're, they're, they're like floating around like you know, bad notes, aren't they? That's it. That's it. What's going on in your world today? Well, I was listening to your last segment about the farmer's market. You know, they're Farmers markets are critical for our, our local economy, and I'm I'm certainly glad uh, we have that one. And I hope they uh, sounds like they're trying to find a new home or work things out. But uh, I hope things work out for him. I was I was going to try to pitch Josh on carrying your produce since you have a farm yourself down in <laughs> South Carolina, but you told me that there's nothing left, so I didn't want to overpromise and underdeliver. So I, I but next time though, next season, right? Yeah, I I tell you what, it was a great season, but it's it's pretty much behind me. I got a few few eggplants and peppers left, but that the tomatoes are gone. Which you know, I tell you, just the other day I had a tomato sandwich and gosh, so mosey. There's nothing like that, is it? You know, you, you, Bill's a big fan of uh, eggplant up here. By the way, he's a big eggplant guy, <laughs> and so if you if you're looking to get rid of the uh, redhead stepchilds of the group, you can bring them to Bill, and he'll take them. He'll take them from you. So, well, I still have some eggplants. Yeah. I I can still get him an eggplant. There you go. There you go. All right. What what else is going on in the business world, though, Bill? Farmers markets taking the world by storm right now. What else is happening? Well, we're fixing it. This coming up, uh, you got Labor Day, and once Labor Day happens, you're going to see those candidate signs popping up everywhere. Uh, it's going to be election season for sure. Met with a couple yesterday uh, here in Cornelius, and and one last week in Huntersville, and and about what they think in terms of our development and what's going on and what issues they think are important to uh, their community. So that's certainly one of the things going on. We've, um, we're gearing up for our big business expo, which takes place October 10th. That's going to be our show and tell and our opportunity to, to showcase the business community at the Huntersville Recreation Center. So that's around the corner as well. Yeah, you just reminded me. I got to tell Ben Daniels, our senior director of sensory, about that. He's got to put together some materials. We're we're invited still this year, right? We're allowed. Are we allowed to be there? or Are we kicked out now at this you, point? You are a sponsor of the expo, and yes, you will have a presence. Okay, so let me add that to Ben Daniels' list of things he's got to do is prepare for the Lake Norman Chamber Business Expo, which we look forward to. We really appreciate how much you really do for the community, how much the chamber does for the community. You bring up the political elections and the different conversations you've been having. So is there hope for the community, or or is all lost and everyone just needs to batten down the hatches? This is a great community. I tell you what, I am so lucky to be able to be a, a director of a chamber of commerce in, in Cornelius Davidson, Huntersville, Mooresville. It's a, uh, you know, it's, it's like the garden of Eden. We, 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 we talk about some of the frustrations we have, 
and congestion. And sure, it was it was a little bit tough getting to work this morning, but there is no better place to live, work, and visit than Lake Norman. Absolutely love it. Grew up here, staying here until they kick me out, which may be imminent. Indicted, <laughs> and uh, so we're just we're just happy to be here. You've got your show today, Town Talk. You host a show here at WSIC. It airs every Wednesday from four to five p.m. What you got on tap today? We have Hardy Smith, and Hardy Smith uh, is the author of a book about uh, Stop the Blame Game and, and working with nonprofits. Uh, we had a nonprofit meeting last week, Justin. We had 35 nonprofits, and that is also the strength of our community, the number of civic groups and nonprofits working to continue to make this a great place to live. I mean, it just brings a smile to your face hearing them, but occasionally, Occasionally, you'll have someone say, well, the reason we can't be successful is that person over there. It's not my fault. It's that person. Or sometimes they're not recruiting some of the best people for their organization. And Hardy Smith is going to be on today. He works with associations, charities, nonprofits, um, and he has a NASCAR background. He is from Alabama, knew the Allison boys, and, and we're going to talk about that. Do you think that it's okay for healthcare systems to be considered nonprofits? I do. I, I think there's a case for that. Uh, certainly, um, some of them, there's no question they make a profit. But uh, I, I do think that, uh, yes, I, I think there's a case for uh, many of our healthcare institutions and organizations being a nonprofit organization. See, this is why you're top notch. I was going to try, I tried to hit you with a zinger there and you, you handled it perfectly. So, so <laughs> Atrium, Atrium coming in with like a storm right now in Cornelius with their new facility. How, how does that impact the community as they build their new hospital? You know, it provides us choice. You know, that's one of the I, – I just mentioned that we're a great place to live. And one of the reasons is is because we have choice. We have choice in healthcare. We have choice in education. If you want to send your kids to a private school, a public school, a charter school, you have that choice. Same thing with healthcare. You know, there's a lot of communities, Justin, that might only have one hospital, one healthcare provider. We have Lake Norman Regional Medical Center. We have Atrium. We have Novant. We have, you know, all of this choice. You can make the decision for your family that's right for you. I know you really don't do much during the week. You have a lot of time. Most of it you spend just sitting around thinking about our <laughs> lovely conversations. So last week, I believe I pitched the idea to you, particularly for Huntersville, where there's about 46 people running for commissioner. What about an American <laughs> Ninja Warrior style competition? Allow the public to come out. And just let these people go through the gauntlet, and whoever survives can have the seat. Well, you know, we I I was meeting with one last week who is a uh, retired Air Force, and and uh, I think Edwin Quarles he, he might be your gladiator, uh, and uh, he is he is some kind of uh, guy. I, I'm really I've really gotten to know him in the last couple of weeks, but. Uh, you know, I heard that there might have been one candidate drop out yesterday, so we might be down to 16 candidates. I'm, I'm going to have to look into that today and see if that actually took place. Wow, clearing the field fast. Is that because of you or because of me that people are leaving? <laughs> Which one is it? You know, I don't, I don't know the story behind that. I'm, I'm gonna. That's all rumor and speculation, but I'm going to try to have the story by the time I uh, hit the airways at 4 o'clock today. There you go. Uh, Mills Market in Cornelius saw planning board gave, gave the tip of the hat. Uh, what, 238 apartments, 12,000 square feet of ground floor retail, beautiful-looking rendered uh, mixed-use building. What's your take or toke on, uh, on that and the effect in Cornelius? 
you know, I met with him early on, and, and they've, they've continued to tweak that, that project um, so it meets the expectations and needs of our community. So uh, hats off to him for continuing to work with the planning, uh, planning board, to work with our elected officials, to work with the town, to continue to put together a product that everybody can embrace. And, and that's, uh, it's going to have a retail component, uh, certainly a, a, a live-work environment, and it's going to be supportive of what we're, what we're doing downtown with the Kane Center for the Arts. So, again, a great addition for the town of Cornelius and the Lake Norman region. Pretty much adjacent to Studio C is Alexander Farms, right at the corner of Catawba and Westmoreland. Yeah, yeah. I've seen trucks moving again recently around the dirt. What's the status there? Do you know? Any, you have any insight for us? You can give us. I, I don't. I need to. I need to get together with Wayne here and, and find out. But uh, we're continuing to see some great things happening here in this community and, and throughout throughout the region. So, uh, you know, one of the things we want to make sure is people have the opportunity to, to work where they live. Uh, kids can go to school uh, where, you know, we need neighborhood schools. We need to continue to make sure that we have um, new opportunities to improve and build uh, classrooms for our kids, students. Cheesecake Factory opened up in Burkdale yesterday. First time, 1130 was the first reservation for lunch. Next time you and I go to Cheesecake Factory, what type of slice are you going to get from the, from the bakery? I was there last Thursday. They were, they were test casing on me. <laughs> Uh, so we had dinner there uh, last week, and, and I got the strawberry cheesecake. And let me tell you something. Uh, the meal was good, but the dessert was awesome. Mm. You can't beat a good slice of cheesecake. It's just it's just all the fat and morsel that you could ever want to, to hit your <laughs> goozle and go down into your gut system and just enjoy it for the entire evening. Thank you, sir. You've really made this morning positive for us, and we appreciate that. Bill Russell, host of Town Talk, airs every Wednesday from 4 to 5 o'clock. He is also president of the Lake Norman Chamber, keeping a pulse on all things small business. Thank you so much. Hardy Smith is your guest today. Looking forward to the conversation about nonprofits playing nice in the sandbox together. Always a good time. Community collaboration. Bill, we appreciate you. One, one last thing, Justin. Do, do you still have any ties back at the Krispy Kreme, or did, did, did your great-grandmother just completely diss that? Is there still... Opportunities for a sponsorship from Krispy Kreme. You know, I've converted. I'm a Daylight Donuts guy now, pretty much exclusively. I've I've booted Krispy Kreme. Well, Dunkin's on the way out too. Don't make me choose violence in our own town here, Bill. I will. I'm not afraid. I, the Daylight Donuts are, are are pretty pretty awesome, and that black powder coffee you just can't beat it, can you? You can't beat it, and that's why I'm sipping out of my black powder mug right now. I went by toward the facility with <laughs> Melissa yesterday. Absolutely cool. Did you know coffee beans are green before you roast them? Did you know that? I did not. Wow. I just taught you something. There we go. Put it in the record books. I taught Bill Russell something today. It's a two-way street on the knowledge here now officially. Thank you, Bill. I appreciate you. Now I feel even better on the day. Now I can get through the rest of my day. Thank you. You have have a great day. We'll see you, Justin. See you, Bill. All right, there you go. Bill Russell, president of the Lake Norman Chamber, host of Town Talk, airs every Wednesday from 4 to 5 o'clock. Big Farmer's Market fan. He's all for it. I agree. We enjoy going out. We've gone to the Davidson Farmer's Market quite a bit. Uh, my Demi loves the flowers. She's all about the, the fresh flowers for a great price. And, and so I have a feeling we're going to be checking out Josh's Farmer's Market uh, very soon. Very, very soon.
looking forward to to testing out. Thanks again to Josh. Thanks again to uh, Bill Russell, everybody who's made it a great morning thus far. We're going to do national holidays next because, you know, we want to celebrate. We want to celebrate with you. But before we do national holidays, you got to get your news. You got to know what's going on in the world. Mike Jackson bringing you the top-notch local news here in the market. We always enjoy listening to the sweet sounds of news throughout our community. Indicted! Sometimes I throw out some news, too. Maybe you've got some news stories. You can always email your news story, news at WSICnews.com. More news, news, news. That's what we do here at WSIC News. 844-STUDIO-4, you want to be part of the conversation? I don't know. Maybe you can. Maybe you shouldn't. Indicted! Good morning, OKN. Justin Kazepis. Bill is on the sticks. He's here. Bill the Buffer made it to the studio this morning. Come to find out, he didn't listen to me at all on the drive up. Didn't want to be bashed the entire way. Didn't want to know the shenanigans I was putting on as he was not here today. Uh, but, Bill, you're here. I only said positive things about you. I, I can only imagine. I actually didn't even mention. Uh, well, maybe is that a positive? I didn't even mention you. I didn't even that, act like you that existed. Is, that would be the best case scenario. That's it. Like, hey, Bill's here somewhere. Like, he's here. Right. You can't see him right now. He's doing things. He's working. No, I, I actually I actually did mention you weren't here and that I was left to my own devices. Yeah, I'm sorry about that, WSIC family. I didn't want – yeah, I didn't want you to get blamed. Like, hey, why didn't you rein Justin in this morning? Like, you kind of let him get a little he, – he was a little outlandish today I, compared to yesterday. Yesterday he was calm. Why right. was he so crazy today? Right. So, but you know, you're you here. were not calm yesterday. I wasn't. I thought I was pretty, pretty reined in. I think the indicted bit kind of, kind of took over. <laughs> Did I go too far with indicted. it? Indicted. <laughs> indicted. <laughs> I don't know why. It's, 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 it just ring. It has a nice ring to it. You know, maybe instead of random selfie, we go random. It is fun to say random indictment. You know, maybe that's that's the way it goes now. We just shout at people. That seems to be the way of the world right now. It's just a shout. And, and who's louder squeaky wheel gets the oil. That's the saying. That's what they say. Not much of a, a bike fan myself. Right. I don't ride bikes. I'm terrible at it. And so I've chosen just to accept that and not ride them anymore. And it usually makes my life easier. Demi always wants to like ride the bike every once in a while. And I'm just not good at it. And I say, that's cool, babe. Go ahead. I'll see you later. That's not the response she's looking for. I'd be a fan of a tandem bike so she could do all the pedaling. Nice, yeah. My parents actually had a tandem bike, the Los Dos. Yeah. It was nice. How Fun. do you turn with two people, though? Like that's. Uh, the... I think the first person only has... Turning controls? Turning controls. The, S- the second one does have, like, a little faux yeah. handle. So I'd have to sit in the front. Yeah. I, I'd have to be in control. It's a problem of mine. Right. I like to control things. What I, what I can't control, though, is all the great content coming out of WSIC. The most local content... You will find, and we're not gonna we're not gonna slow it up. We're not gonna tell anybody that uh, that they that they can't talk about particular topics. We learned that from Doctor Fred, how we got locked up in YouTube jail, and uh, it's gonna be no different. We let our local leaders come on as well. Today's a big day on the lineup. Representative Jason Sane has his show today, All Things Sane. He will be broadcasting live from Raleigh, so this will be his. 
third broadcast that's remote, I believe. He's done another one from Raleigh. Yep. And, and then, then one he, from the Alec. Yeah, from the Alec conference in Orlando. In Orlando. And so he'll be in Raleigh today. He's got multiple guests. One of them, he said, Representative Ray Pickett of Watauga and Ash County. Now, Watauga, I'm a big fan of. App State. That's where Boone's at. I think it's where Boone's at. It's where Boone's at. And so excited to hear what's going on in the high country. 3333, that's the elevation. Inside the Convocation Center in Boone on the wall, plastered, 3,333 feet above sea level. Did you know that our mountains went that high, Bill? Uh, no, I guess I never really thought about it, but I can definitely see that. The air is different up They there. are up there, yeah. Your ears will pop on the way up the mountain, and that will, that will occur. We heard from Bill Russell earlier. He'll be on Town Talk airs from 4 to 5 p.m., you know who else is on today? And this is where I really, really was emphasizing, Bill, as you were late driving on the highway, Sheriff Darren Campbell. Iredell County Sheriff is on uh, from 3 to 4. Him and Chief Deputy Bill Hamby, they will be on from 3 to 4 o'clock today out of Studio A in Statesville. And really enjoy their show. Love hearing the arrest reports. I don't know. It's like cops, you know, like the show back in the day. Uh, live it's people. literally cops it's literally cops officers is cops an okay word now like is that or do they is that politically correct to call them cops yes i i think so i don't know yeah maybe patrol officer we'll have to ask him what he prefers we want to be sensitive sure. to, to their needs sure. we'll share we'll share if it's to be called sheriff there's no doubt about that he's also the president of the north carolina sheriff's association sheriff darren campbell of iredale county I love all of the leadership that we've got going on here locally, and uh, we want to help provide that information to you. You can engage with all of the shows, too. So call in whenever, they have, whenever they've got their shows if you've got questions. Uh, Town of Mooresville does a show. They had their show uh, yesterday, Tuesday's uh, Hometown Hour, yesterday talking about uh, Citizens Academy. Citizens Academy in the town of Mooresville. And so if you want to take part in that, you certainly can. There is signups. We'll get some stuff posted on that. I believe it's in September. Is that when it is, Bill? Is that when Megan said said the Citizens Academy is? Um, I completely got sidetracked when they said that Thrasher Magazine, the old skateboarding company yeah. um, or publication, was coming to town and doing an event at the skate park. That is cool. You seen that skate park in there? I have, ne- I have not seen it, but you were telling nice. me about it. It's nice, real nice, like full concrete level, like some ramps. Jump, you won't, you know. You I got wanna... these scabs on my knees. I could probably just walk on in. That's it. You want to break an ankle? Go for it. Boom. You know what I mean, I kick flip. You I ever... can do this. You can kick flip a skateboard. <laughs> I I can. <laughs> I I definitely can. I was more of a, a fruit booter myself. I what I I, I skated. I was okay. bigger on the skates. Yeah, no, I'm nice at skating. There you go. Now we can skate. Now, when you remember Hang Loose in Cornelius? Yes. So, so subsequent to Kate's skating rink, which closed down in Huntersville, Hang Loose had opened up in Cornelius, which is now where the um, they have a basically a dealership there now, right? Liverpool Parkway area uh, in Cornelius, and uh, the ginormous uh, half pipe. Half pipe, yeah. Tony Hawk had camp- come to hang loose and skated that half pipe before. That's sick. And then we we would do hockey there as well. I played hockey. I refed hockey. And it was the next thing. 
Hang Loose was awesome. Hang Loose was awesome. Definitely was a cool there, place. there when I needed it. It was at, at that particular age. And uh, so, yeah, that's a little little history of the town there for you for those. Uh, national holidays. National Roller Coaster Day. Bill, will you ever ride a roller coaster again? 100%. You my, will. My mother actually was on, went to Carowinds. Did you remember when they had something with their one of their rides? Yeah, when the beam was cracked and everyone almost died. Yeah, my mom was on that ride uh, probably about three days prior. So, woohoo! <laughs> Go me! <laughs> so yes, I will ride more roller coasters. Yeah. I don't know if I will after that story at Carowinds. And, and look, I'm not trying to shut the park down or anything like that. You're about roller coasters. You want to do it? Go yeah, for no, it. they're going to regulate. They're going to make sure everything's all right. Is the Terminator still there? I hope so. That was that one will get you because it's like a steering wheel that comes on your lap. It doesn't go upside down. You're not strapped in at the shoulder level, but it brings the steering wheel down on your lap. But you definitely get like a little bit of lift on that ride. Do they have front of the line passes at Carowinds? I don't know. I, I do not know. I remember I used to have to go to Harris Teeter and get my gold pass. Oh, annually. Annually. It used to be a lot cheaper to get your gold pass. Correct. But I think even now it's like if you go two more than two or three times in a year, you might as well get it because I, it I think it's cheaper. been over a decade. It's been since, a while since I've been on a roller coaster. Definitely, has. I think, and I think even the last time I went on a roller coaster it was at like Scarowins, and so Carowinds does each year at Halloween Scarowins, which just by itself, why? But I rode a roller coaster in the dark, and at that point I said to myself, "I'm good." Uh, I, you, you peaked. I, you peaked. That's there's, it. There's really no beating this. Like right. it, they only get crazier as right. they go. What's on. the next step? Yeah, there's nothing left. So National Roller Coaster Day. Uh, if you've got you know a day left of summer, head on down to Carowinds, uh, theme park there. National Rum Day. Yesterday was pretty much like a beer day in here with Lost Lost Worlds Brewery. Coming yeah, in. great show. Know the scene, know Justin the scene. Dion. Yeah, it happened. Awesome. So today, National Rum Day. They did talk about, I think Lost Worlds was saying that they were potentially getting their spirits license, I think. Is, is that one thing they were talking about? Oh, those guys are innovators. So they're in Multiple build. locations. Yep. So that was one thing I was talking about, Bill, actually, while you were on your way up. So I'm, I'm actually sad you didn't hear that part. So they have a new location coming, and it's like a, with the Greenway, or it's backs to the Greenway. I think Sugar Creek Greenway they were talking about. So you can, like, go, and you can get a beer, you can walk down to their other location, vomit real quick, and then go ahead and drink another beer back on the trail. And it just becomes this ever-loving cycle of enjoyment. And so there's that opportunity. Sounds that like now, a roller coaster. That really exists. Uh, National Tell-A-Joke Day. Go. Um, do you know why birds whistle in the morning? No. It's because they don't have to go to work. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's all I got on the spot. <laughs> National Work from Home for Wellness Day. Every shout out to our hybrid workers who are just grinding. I thought about crib. observing that. <laughs> Bennington Battle Day. These these gentlemen look pretty uh, pretty tough. Pretty tough there. Uh, and, and some other uh, holidays going on. You're listening to Good Morning LKN eight four four Studio Four. Not much time left in the day, but we're enjoying it. So oh, wait, much time early. in the day. Wait, it's so early. much time Never in the day. Good morning, LKN. Justin Kazepis. 8.48. 9 o'clock is quickly approaching, which means my day's over. Your day's just getting started. That's how life works sometimes. Some of us work third shift. And that's what I do. I work third shift to bring you joy and pleasure. So that way your day can get started right. 
pretty much eating lunch right now. It's what I find myself doing. When I come in in the mornings, Demi packs my lunch. I open the lunchbox, usually by about 8.15. Give me a little snackles. Enjoy it. Had some, uh, I'm going to guess, some type of gluten-free Tostitos that I just shoveled down my goozle in between that break. What's on your lunch today? Do you bring lunch every day? Do you pack your lunch? Bill, you said you were going to start packing your lunch. What's the deal? Um, the, really, it's just been the travel. Sure. Uh, and us just kind of scavenging by each week, week to week, um, without buying too much since we're going to be gone. Do you do gone. you guys make a grocery list before you go to the grocery, or do you just walk down the aisles and snack? Oh, this will be good this week. Uh, both. A little bit of both. A little, little bit of both. Yeah, we have a little bit of organization. Um, while Nat sticks to the game plan, I usually deviate. Deviate. Right. I and am chaos. By travel, I thought you were going to imply just the fact of waking up late and having to get up here in a very quick and orderly fashion. I deserve that. <laughs> is that? Is that, I thought that was the road you were going to go with that one, but no, no, we didn't. We didn't do that. Hey, uh, you ever pulled a chicken from your pants, Bill? What? There's a guy. That, look, I'm asking because it seems to be a thing. There's some guy who pulled a chicken out of his pants at Walmart. And it's it's becoming this new headline out there. So it makes you wonder, okay, what is it okay to carry around in your pants? Is carrying a chicken in your pants appropriate behavior in this day and age? Because sometimes you just want to eat something, right? So you pull the chicken out, and you can just eat it. Is it okay to just carry a chicken around in your pants? That's my question. Um, yeah. I guess you could, as long as it's not bothering anybody. I mean, I guess I'd rather not have them in Walmart. Um, Isn't Walmart more of an appropriate place to find that at, though? Uh, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Uh, but, huh, yeah, this is a scenario I'd literally never thought about, ever. Well, I guess this guy was getting in trouble at a store. He, he, he had something bulging from his pants, and an officer stopped him and said, hey, what's going on? What are you carrying? What's the, people are getting nervous. And just normal, normal response as anybody would, poultry. And just has, <laughs> just has some chicken. Poultry. Just, just pulling out. If not, you must know. <laughs> if, you're, if you were wondering. Uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, I just thought that would be a good question for you this morning because uh, it's Wednesday. Yeah, no, um, have not done that. I don't, don't know if I will do that. Uh, please don't get any program or segment ideas. What's in your pants? Is that is that the next segment idea? Oh my goodness! <laughs> um, Today, you know what I forgot? <laughs> Wait a second! Wait a second! We come in here, we let Josh come in here and have a story. I forgot to even ask him about the produce. He didn't even bring any produce. He was supposed to bring a couple of pieces of produce with him. Nice. Now I got to Now, now we'll I got to go. Now we got to go up to Morris. Now I'm gonna have to go to the farmers market and say, "Hey, dude." Where's my produce? I'm going to have to find out about that. Maybe a cantaloupe now. Maybe I, I, uh, I will say I really appreciate him coming on. That, that was a really no, yeah. genuine guy right there. He's, I, I, and I meant it when I, when I started the conversation with him. I wasn't sure what to expect. Right. Because I hadn't seen a picture of him before. Right, right. I don't know right. him. Yeah, you kind of left to your own imagination. Which, I, I oh, shook his hand yours. about five times while he was here. It got a little weird at the end. You know, I felt like, you know, so, hey, th thanks, thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. And then he stayed for like the extra segment. Right. Very and, nice of him. And then, oh, yeah. And then there, so there was a couple more handshakes that then occurred at that right. point. Is there too many handshakes that happen? You know, when you, when you meet somebody, you know, that awkward you're leaving and you shake your hand a couple of times. And it's like, hey, 
Nice to meet you. A guy like that, good to see you. As many times as he'll shake my hand, I'll, I'll shake Let's do hand. this again sometime. Right. Travel safe. My name's Justin. Good to meet you. And you just can keep going like that, right? right? You just. But then, like, I let go, too. I don't do, like, the just constant hold the hand and just keep shaking it. Sure. I feel like if you have that separation, right. it's as if you're renewing the relationship each time. Right. Well, some relationships get renewed a lot. Some people get married multiple times. Okay. If someone's getting married, like, a third time, do you have to buy them a gift? Um, yes. Yes, you do. Could it be a lesser gift? Mm, it could be. It could be. But, you know. Still celebrate. Still celebrate. It's a reason to celebrate. It's their life. It's their choice. Sure. Third time's the charm. Right. Now, if he is, like, clearly, or she, you know, if you feel like they're not doing it in the right reasons or whatnot, if they're doing it just for your gift, you know, just so I can get a gift from Justin, then maybe maybe we alter a little bit. But Is the Golden Bachelor doing it for the right reasons? Absolutely. Did Absolutely. you watch? When does that come on? Because there's, like, clips I've seen this of him fall, or there's talks. This fall. So they're previewing him. They're promoing him. Correct. They do it right. Gaslighting. Correct. Have they shown the lineup of the Bachelorettes yet? Uh, I have or? not seen the the Bachelorettes. No. Okay. But I do. Um, I do understand that they will be around the same age. There will not be this. You know. Who Who, who is that coming from? That information. Um, I believe the source. Well, I, they had some other Bachelorettes from former seasons on, and the host said that they wouldn't be old enough to be on the show. So. Oh. That or was that a joke? Using context clues. Uh, I'll be curious to see. What do you, okay, let's make the bet now. Over under, what's the youngest age you think you see as far as on The Bachelorettes? Uh, 50, 49. 49. Really? 49. Wow. I'm going to say 25. I hope, I hope you're right. <laughs> I hope you're right. Purely for the entertainment yeah, factor? I hope you're right. True love exists, even if you're 25 and the other person's 70. Not only does it exist, I heard it's awesome. True love? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's all right. It's great. Sometimes I fall in love with my dinner plate. Hey, now. That's <laughs> that didn't last long. That's <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a, that's usually how the day goes. What's up for your day, Bill? What are you doing today? Um, not too much. Got uh, all things sane after after uh, Pat Shannon here. Pat Shannon's coming on next. Oh, my gosh. Where's the time gone? Right. Pat Shannon's up next? National treasure. He's taking your calls. You're buying. You're selling. You're trading. You're swapping. You're finding. You're making it. You know, there was somebody selling Amazon boxes last week. You remember that? Uh, I I do. I don't think it was just boxes. I think it had, like, animal food or I think it had stuff in it. Boxes of animal food. Yeah, but I think Pat did think that he was – because he came on saying he was just selling – I got these Amazon boxes. I got these box. Amazon boxes I'm selling. <laughs> For about 30 bucks a yeah. box. <laughs> I thought that was a genius – look, if the market accepted that business, <laughs> right. right? Like, what are we doing right now? Right, right. I thought I was creative and innovative, but definitely yeah. not nearly as much as some other people. So you got to learn lessons for people. You know, there's opportunity everywhere. You know, 100. You're ordering Amazon boxes. Just go around and sell the box after. Lifetime student. Make back that product cost, and you're pretty much set for life. That's that's really what you can do. A lot of great shows coming up throughout the day, uh, through the rest of the week. Uh, we're going to have an interview tomorrow, um, a music interview. A music interview. There is an artist um, that we got connected with through Rocky Lynn and Sue. Um, Eli is his name. Eli is going to come in. Kind of like a, he kind of raps, but it's kind of pop. 
but he also, you know, kind of sings a little bit. It's a little bit of everything. You saw the song I sent I, you, Bill. I did, absolutely. One, he can sing. Two, lyrics are great. Uh, and three, he's groovy. And four, and maybe above all, he's local. I mean, that's the best. You got to love a good local guy. Right, yeah. I think, he, I think he's about to head back up to school. He is. Um, got to get that schooling. I think he's going to, like, Yale or something like that. I or think it's somewhere some... in Boston, yeah. Bo- uh, somewhere. Is Yale in Boston? Um, I think it's a Connecticut thing. Connecticut thing. I think. It's a Connecticut Harvard thing. Harvard would be the one in Boston. Harvard. I've no, been to Boston. I've not heard been of Harvard. Harvard. I've not heard of Harvard. Um, it's a real small school, but they do they do well. Okay. Yeah. Do they do well, though? Um. Yeah. Didn't they take like a bunch of money and then they didn't really need No, but we're excited to have some some music going on. We're big fans of music. Bill, we we grew up with Yeah, they sound groovy, man. Yeah. It's a good vibe. I would agree with you. He sounds like he focuses on lyrics a lot. Like really storyteller, man. Really big on the lyrical side of things. Let's see how he does without like any music in the background. Can he storytell just normally? Just like, hey, hey, let's have a conversation. I'm sure he can. I don't doubt he can. Right. Especially if he's going to Yale. <laughs> he's going somewhere. Where are you going? <laughs> Is he Yale? Now I'm like questioning myself, but I know that you're just probably saying stuff. That's what I do <laughs> But see, the advantage for me is today that you were late. So for all you know, right. like, there was this flood of news and information that occurred, especially given that you didn't listen to me on your drive up. Right. Part of me, part of me needs this show to, to end, <laughs> uh, but part of me does not want this show to end at all. <laughs> like literally the most mega, mega bombs got dropped in that 15 minutes before you got here. Right. Just in that first segment. And and all this news and information came out that I don't know if you're going to be able to get back. No. But no. here's the I thing. I do apologize about that. No, you don't have to apologize because here's the thing. You can get it back because we podcast all of yes. our content. Because we podcast all the content, you can go back and listen to the shenanigans and antics. That is well done, Justin. That, that I attempted to do uh, while you were not here. Because as when the mouse is, uh, is it the, wait, when the cat's away, the, the mice will play. Right. You big cat guy? Um, I don't mind a cat. My mom, um, I believe, is allergic to cats, so I have Ouch. never owned a cat. Yeah. Um, well, I did own one cat, but it got into some paint when I was a little kid. Oliver. Oliver, my man. Yeah. Right, you you remember. Did t- I don't remember many names, but Oliver has a pretty in- intrinsic story that's hard to forget because he died. Yeah. yeah. Did he die because of the paint? Uh, yeah, I think it was the paint, ah, and uh, I think rough. he maybe got a little choked up there, and uh, it's I think an emotional some, other, some other animals might have got to him. Dude, what happened? Talking ants in the eyes. Oh my gosh! Oh, Thanks I, for making me relive the. It's trauma. a great morning, by the way. You've been listening to Good Morning LKN eight four four Studio Four is always the studio C number here in Cornelius. Working on getting that number up to Statesville, but for now seven zero four eight seven three fourteen hundred. Your direct access to Pat Shannon, who does big things, and Shout he's coming Pat. up now.